0: Welcome to a live and active life. Broadcasting encouragement to live your daily life with God's help and inspiration to reach for more of God by faith. Join Brenda Wolf for today's practical insights. Have you ever thought about how many things you manage in a day? It's overwhelming. From a home and yard to your budget, You manage health, weight, and wise shopping for food. How about keeping everything clean, fixed, and ready to use? You manage your career, your family, friendships. Even time off needs management for constructive fun and rest. And seriously, all your techie stuff needs managing? Have you noticed? Computers. Phones, devices, apps for everything you can imagine. There's another thing you need to manage to have an alive and active life. You need to manage your feelings. There is a reason that the title of this material is Manage Feelings, A Bit Like Technology. It was chosen for a reason. You and I both know that computers have no feelings, and we know the human heart can never truly be compared to devices. Still, there are enough similarities in management of both that it's worth a look. Yes, you can manage your feelings, and it is a bit like managing your technology paraphernalia. Things change so fast now. Last month's smartphone is outdated. Pressure to upgrade. Remember those blue internet cables? Now we are wireless. We once used a mouse to pull down electronic files, you know, plugged in tail. It plugged into your computer. Well, now we touch the screen and we finger-place a file where we want it. Coming? Well, probably virtual surround computer screens where you can flip files and components everywhere while you stand in the middle as the manager. You know, kind of like Iron Man, Tony Stark. Our world is fast-paced and increasingly self-oriented. Consider with me, iPad. iPad iPhone, I want, I deserve, my life, my space. Then there's my pictures, my cart, and my preferences. Self is gaining control. So, you need to manage all that. Well, in a self-driven environment, it is challenging to understand feelings and what function God intended for them. Folks are so used to getting what they want and getting it fast or faster and instant connections. But we need to look at some interesting comparisons between your feelings and techie stuff. And then we're going to ask some good questions. So first, the comparisons. I have five comparisons for us to consider. The first... Your mind and your heart keep track of a lot more information than your techie stuff. Your feelings are among those files that you continually track. If you were to suddenly delete all feeling files, your computer would probably crash. It would go into shutdown mode. Its internal drive would be bare, boring, boring and it would lack color as well as hefty power, you wouldn't be able to connect to reality internet. The second comparison. Your feelings are like website sidebars or pop-ups. You choose if and when you will click on them. And then there's favorites. Frequented bookmarks, shortcuts... Maybe there are some that you are almost addicted to. The third comparison. How deep in your documents do you bury your feelings? I'm talking about those times that you know something's brewing inside you, but it is too hard to figure out. Sometimes you may think it's safer to not know. But not knowing creates problems in you and with others. The fourth. Sometimes your feelings get stuck. They just keep kind of cycling. While that, you know, that frustrating little circle lets you know it's still processing. You need to reboot, refresh, delete, reformat, or even defrag. And then the fifth comparison is this. Does your operating system allow new apps or updates so you can get current with skills to manage your feelings? You know what? I have five more comparisons that I'm going to share with you. It's very interesting. The more we delve into how similar managing feelings with managing our techie stuff, the more we do that, the more we see, hmm, I think I could pull some action steps out of here, so I am going to include five more. One, what kind of operating system do you have? Are you up and running with a competitive new system, or do you have a dinosaur? The second one, are you part of a network? Shared security, domain space, hardware, and devices – that promote healthy communications and relationships? Are those things that you have? Have you joined the cloud in your life interactions? Number three, how often do you find yourself compartmentalizing your feelings because it's just easier than dealing with them? Four, copy and paste. Ever find yourself doing that? You are required to provide a certain demeanor or disposition, so you copy and paste feelings to comply with the demand. And then five, do you value your feelings enough to do a backup with the data that defines, processes, and brings better function? Or are you afraid to keep a copy? Maybe you usually just delete your feelings instead of managing them. So really, we have 10 comparisons between your feelings and computers. And I've given you two lists of five things that compare your feelings to managing your techie stuff. Sometimes it's easier to remember a couple of lists with five items than to remember a long list with 10 items. To manage feelings requires strategy and work, just like it takes strategy and work. To manage your computer stuff. Just like you would work on your techie stuff a lot, you need to work on your feelings. However, just like the systems, safeguards, and sound technologies of your devices, your feelings need structure, order, processing, and a place to park. The files and functions of your device do not have random control. If they did, your device would no longer be a resource to you. It would be an undependable risk. However, because your device functions are skillfully crafted and integrated, require time for downloads, provide monitoring for security threats, and often need maintenance updates, they stay under your control. If you do all this for your technology, doesn't it make sense to do the same for your feelings? Let's talk about some strategies. Just like the apps, programs, and operating systems of your device don't get random expression, neither should your feelings. But you need to know them. They are granted access and monitored for proper function. If something doesn't comply with an alive and active life, it should be reformatted or deleted. In other words, behind all the expressive resources of your techie stuff, there is an intelligent, orderly plan. Parameters of proper function, protocols, Do your feelings deserve less? Your feelings are very helpful resources, but they require an intelligent, orderly plan of management. You need parameters for proper function and protocols. If they go haywire, you need to perform a virus check. Feelings are not evil. It's how you implement, express, and apply them that determines morality, how you act on them, what you do next. You know, indicator lights. Um, feelings are kind of like indicator lights. Indicator lights help you know what's going on. And if you treat your feelings like indicator lights, then that's going to help you know what's going on inside you. Your feelings are valuable and you need to engage them under the supervision of your mind. Awareness is key. Your mind creates gates and compartments to help you manage feelings better. The best mind to manage feelings is the one that is saturated with God's wisdom. Is there any doubt why you should fill your mind with truth from Scripture and pour your heart into prayer? Your mind and your heart help to transform you to be a healthier person. From Romans 12 verse 2. Human feelings are so powerful. Many feelings are simply beautiful and delightful. Some are downright scary All feelings have definite effect on a person's countenance. Because there is such an array of feelings, it's critical to not act on feelings alone. They need to go through some kind of a sieve or a grid to help determine the best way to manage them. In fact, such a tool should provide measurement of both your feelings and your thoughts. I have just the tool to help. I want to talk with you about the thought and the feeling grid. It's in Scripture. It's a brilliant tool that God has given us for sorting through thoughts and feelings. That doesn't mean that it immediately places them or solves the issues surrounding them. Rather, it gives direction in defining feelings, defining the responses required. Then it helps you to know whether your management should involve various actions, and honestly, some feelings and thoughts would best end up in the trash can outside your heart and mind. But you won't know that unless you use the tool to figure it out. Most feelings, however, need to be tended to in some manner. Okay, the grid is from Philippians 4, verses 8 and 9. I use this so often, and I recommend it to you. Finally, whatever is, let's list it, true, noble, right, pure, lovely, admirable, excellent, and praiseworthy. Think about those things. This includes how you think about your feelings, you know, those indicator lights. Let's do that list again. Finally, whatever is true, noble, right, pure, lovely, admirable, excellent, and praiseworthy. Think about those things, including how you think about and through your feelings. Then it goes on to address observations of others. This is the part of the tool, the thinking and feeling grid, that helps you and I to look at good modeling. We're talking about modeling that you might receive from someone else or even the modeling that you might provide for another person. It says, Whatever you have learned, received, or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice. Keep in mind." that your example person must walk in God's ways to be a good one, and you must walk in God's ways to be a good example to someone else. So, that was the um, second part of Philippians 4, the thinking grid, and that's the modeling portion. Whatever you have learned, received, heard from me, or seen in me, that's what you put into practice. Keeping in mind that someone's being an example to you Do you see those things in their life? That determines whether they're a good example for you or not. And then asking yourself, do I do those things, and am I a good example for someone else? There is a guarantee for thoughts and feelings that you put through the Philippians 4 grid. It's this. The God of peace will be with you. And that is also in that passage. Peace comes as you begin to manage feelings. Do you want to live in peace? In these fast-changing times, unpredictable and so undependable, you need inner peace. True peace only comes from Jesus. He trains us to manage our feelings as complicated and demanding as they can be. The deep, mysterious nature of people, the people that Jesus created, is far beyond the capacity of your techie stuff. Your nature is part of what makes you so precious to God, created in His image. This means that God has feelings, too. I'd like to throw out a couple of application points as you consider how to manage your feelings in a similar manner that you manage your techie stuff. First of all, be looking to Jesus, who is the founder and the perfecter of your faith. That verse is in Hebrews 12, verse 2. Jesus will provide wisdom as you use His tool in Scripture, the Philippians 4 thinking grid, to manage your feelings. Why not embrace your feelings with wisdom, creativity, and problem-solving skills? Don't be afraid. Look to Jesus, the founder and the perfecter of your faith. So that's the first application point. The second one is, feelings use up a lot of hard drive space. So, have ample storage. Give them space. Set up a docking bay with flash drives handy. Download the Philippians 4 grid app into your brain to sort and to filter. In other words, use God's word to manage your feelings. Number three, the more techie you become in handling your feelings, the more effectively you will manage them. Why not be all that God created you to be? Pull some of your knowledge and intelligent design in operating and managing, maintaining your techie stuff and download those skills and objective problem-solving tools into managing the depths of your spirit. You're valuable. You matter. You are worth investing in. Why not stay current? You've been listening to Brenda Wolf with Alive and Active Life. Visit our website at www.aliveandactivelife.org. Your web-based home for resources including books and eBooks, libraries of articles, podcasts, shareable images, and more as you navigate life's challenges and issues sign up on our email list to stay current with the tools you need to be the person God designed living an alive and active life.